discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Father, we give you glory. Father, thank you for this opportunity. We are grateful. We are thankful. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Thank you for all that you have done for us. We are grateful. We are thankful. Thank you that tonight you bless us. Thank you that tonight you take us to a higher level. Thank you that tonight you bring us into a new open door. Take us to a level that we have never been before. To your glory and to your praise. Thank you, Father, that your presence in our lives is increased, especially as we hear your word. And thank you that tonight is a night of great turnaround for all of us. To your glory. Thank you for productivity, for fruitfulness, for multiplication, for newness. Thank you for newness. Yes, thank you. Yes, you said in your word that I set before you an open door that no man can shut. Thank you that you have, you have set before us an open door that no man can shut. Thank you for open doors, many open doors. Thank you for doors that have been shut that are open today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that that line of limits that has been upon our lives all this while is removed completely. Thank you that this marks the beginning of a new phase of productivity, a new phase of fruitfulness, and a new phase of real joy in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your blessings. Thank you for your grace, even in Jesus' name. Amen. to be here. Hallelujah. It's good to see Pastor Conrad yes. and all the wonderful shepherds who are in this place who have helped to make things work here. It's a blessing. I think our pastor is doing a wonderful job, isn't it? Let's give our pastor a big round of applause. Yeah. Pastor Evan is also here. Pastor Evan. What a blessing. These are the, you are the two pastors here, right? Yes, Pastor Evan is also here. What a blessing. It's, it's a blessing to... to this I grew up in this area, so this church is very close to my heart. Yes, I came. Yeah, I came to this area. My mother relocated to this area from Dansuman in 1989. Yes, 1989, December 1989. I think it was December 20th or so, 1989. It's been many, many years. How many years is that? 
34 years ago. Yes. Yes. So I know this road. I know this area. I know everywhere. Yes, by the grace of God. So it's always a blessing to come back home. And to, I, I never thought we would have a church. I didn't know. When I was a small boy moving, I never knew that I would be a pastor. I never knew anything. I didn't know that there would be a church here. I didn't know I'll be preaching by the roadside like this. It's a blessing. So it's always, it's always nice coming here and uh, being around. Pastor Kofi, it's good to see you. Uh, Pastor Phil, it's also good to see you. What a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. It's good to see all of you. I'm seeing Marilyn. I'm seeing all of you beautiful people. Thank you. Yes. My dear, how are you? It's good to see you. Yes, it's good to see you. Mommy, it's good to see you. You're welcome. Hallelujah. All protocol duly observed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to share with you on, on changing levels. Changing levels. Changing levels. What, what you can do to change levels. Stagnation is evil. Stagnation is not of God. God hates stagnation. God hates it when we are on the same level for many years or for a long time. God told the children of Israel, you have gone around this mountain for too long, isn't it? Then he told them, turn ye northward. Hmm? Let me show you that verse from the Bible. Are you in the church? Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3. Let's start from there. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3. It says, you have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. Hallelujah. Yes, you have compassed this mountain long enough. You can be a child of God who can get stuck in a circle. You know, where every year you have the same thing happening. You don't have much happening. Yes. yes. You don't have much happening. Not much happens in your life. You don't have much progress coming. You don't really see anything happening. Yes. Unless you grow tired of the ringa ringa roses. We are you will not. Yes. Unless you grow. If you don't grow tired of it, you may not go to the next level. You can be on the same level for years. And there are many people who have been on the same level for many years. Many Christians. It's very sad. It's very unfortunate. You see, at this point in Israel's life, they had gone around the same mountain. Israel went around the wilderness for 40 years. Do you understand? They spent 40 years going in circles. 40 years. Same route, same scenes for, for 40 long years. How many of you are 40 here? It's not easy. To, to be 40. Yeah. 40 years they had been going around in, a, in circles. In circles. In circles. God wants to take you to higher levels. Yes. A walk with God is a walk of many levels and many steps. You see. Climbing up here has to, you have to come through some steps. Many steps. Yes, about 25 steps to be able to get up here. And even when you get up here, coming to this stage, you need to take a step. You need to take a step that is different from what you are used to. Do you see? 
uh, to be able to come to the next level of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, God wants, you see, the meetings I'm having is prophetic in nature. Okay. Yes. I, was, I was in a church at um, Community 7 yesterday in Tema. And I shared something with them. And I told them that this is what God says. If they do it, they'll they do well. Uh, so this one, what I'm coming to share with you, is what God has designed for this church. You see, and if, if you do what God says you should do, you will change levels. You will go higher. You will do, you will do far better than you ever thought. Okay? All right, so let me, let me just try and take you through in the next few minutes. It's a long something, but I'm hoping to be able to cover as much as I can. You see? Don't expect... God always does things in process. Everything is a process. You didn't grow up at once when you were born. When you're born now, you turn 35 or 25 or 20. You've gone through process. You've gone through steps. You've gone through many levels. Even our education is in levels. Isn't it? Yes. It's in levels. I mean, from primary, uh, uh, we have lower primary, even crutch. Then KG, then there's what? There's lower primary, then upper primary, then GHS, then SHS, then university. Then... You can have a master's degree, then you can have a PhD, then you can become a professor, postdoc, then professor. Even the professor, there's, there's, there's associate professor, there's full professor, then there's emeritus professor. Yeah, so everything is in levels. Yes, a medical doctor, if you want to be a medical doctor, you have to go through several processes, several levels. There are two doctors sitting here. Look. They are doctors, but they are levels to the doctor things. Do you understand? <laughs> it's not, we don't say doctor, general. It's different. You, an outsider, will say that, oh, they are all doctors. But those inside know that out of the being a doctor, you can be a houseman. Some are even physician assistants, and they are called doctors now. Yeah, these are fake doctors. It's not supposed to be like that. Uh, you see, so everything is in levels. And... Um, you, you just don't have to stay where you, where, you have been, where you are, where you have arrived. Okay? And you must be disturbed. There are a lot of Christians who are not disturbed with the level they are on. You must get to the point, you must get to a point of desperation in order for your level to change. If you don't get to a point of desperation, okay, I don't like the level I'm on. I'm tired of my financial, my financial life. You have never everyday borrowing. Or you have never quick loan all the time. What? Fido loan. Hey. It's wild though. I'm tired of walking. I've been walking all my life. Yes. You have been using Lexus all your life. I'm tired of patching. If you don't grow tired of it, you may never have the chain that you are supposed to have. So number one, is get to a place of desperation. If you want your level to change, get to a place of what? Desperation. Become, allow the Lord to open your eyes to the fact that where you are is not where God wants you to be. Because a lot of people don't see it. A lot of people can't see. Jesus said, they seeing, see not. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 5. Look at Matthew 13, verse 5. Jesus said it. That they seeing, see not. And they hearing, hear not. Um, go up. 
sorry, it's rather um, verse 15. Go to verse 15. The disciples asked him, why do you speak to the people in parables? He says, for this people's heart is worse gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time, you see, they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. He says, at any time, if they see at any time, and it, you, it's like you can set your time for change. Change is dependent on you. Yes, go up. Go, go, to, go to verse 13. 13 to 15. Let's read it 13. It says, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they see and see not, and hearing they hear not. Neither do they understand. So there are people who are just moving around. There are Christians who are just moving around, but they can't understand what is going on in life. You see, there are some who are visionless. There's no vision to their life. Because there's no vision, you don't know that you're supposed to be making progress at a particular time. There are people who are not, they are not moved. They are, they are not moved at all. They are not worried. I mean, where they are is not correct, though. It's not good at all. God wants you to progress. God wants you to, to do well, to, to go higher in the spirit, to go higher in the word. Yes, I wish above all things that you, that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. But you see people on the same level for years, years and years and years. No beloved, no married, no truth. It hasn't crossed your mind. You are turning 35, there's no beloved. And you are not bothered, you are not worried. Hey. Let me go and preach to the other church. Do you have... <laughs> hey. Are you in the church? Huh? You've found that for a very long time. <laughs> you can go and look for a job, you're pounding for all the time. Are you in the church? You have been smoking for a very long time. And it's taking so much money from you. And you still can't, you still, it's even giving you a heart condition. I mean, there was a guy who was, he had a very bad smoking habit, you know, and it, it destroyed his throat. So his throat was gone. So he couldn't swallow, he couldn't do a lot of things. And they, they had to do uh, a tube over here for him to be able to, I think, breathe and some other things. Do you know what he was doing? He was smoking through the tube. Yes. He was smoking through the tube. Wow. Yes. True story. It's not a wrong. It's a very true story. <laughs> you see, so you have, you have, listen, you have to grow tired of the level you are on. Grow tired of the level you are on. I don't like who I am. Because if you, decide, if you say, I don't like who I am, the process starts. You see, God can start helping you. He says, at any time, he says, beloved, or go, back, go back to that place, Matthew 13. Matthew 13, um, 13. He says, therefore speak I unto them in power, because they see not, and hearing they hear not. Neither do they understand. Verse 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, by hearing you shall hear, and you shall not understand. So they are hearing, but they, they can't understand. And then seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. You see, for these people's heart is worse gross. It's a heart condition. That's a problem. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to give you that heart of flesh that God has given to you in Christ actively. So that you can change. So that you can decide that it's okay, I don't like this, I want to move on. 
I'm tired of having sex with many boys. No, because like, there are some things that you do that keeps you on, on the level you are on. Yes. There are some things that keeps you. It just, there are, are hooks on your legs. There are chains on your legs. That keeps you down all the time. It's called the sin that so easily besets you. Do you see? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And he says you should lay it aside. How can you lay it aside? You need help from the Holy Spirit. What do you do? Just ask the Holy Spirit for help. Holy Spirit, help me. That is as simple as ABCD. I can't do it on my own. Help me. If you help me, if, if, if you ask for the help, you will get the help. It's as simple as that. Don't make it look like it's so difficult to change. It's not true. It's not difficult to change. It's the easiest thing. You can set your time for change. If you decide that I want to change, you will change. If you decide I want to change, then you can ask God for help. Eh? It says, well, for seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. He's expecting you to lay it aside. Why? Because he has given you the ability to lay it aside. He's giving you the ability to say no. The Bible says that sin shall not have dominion over you anymore. Yeah. So it's like, as a child of God, sin does not have dominion. It's actually a choice now. Yeah. Eh? Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. You see? But as instruments of righteousness unto God. That's what the Bible says. It says sin shall not have dominion over you. Meaning that it's not a, sin is not supposed to be a problem for you anymore. Laziness is not supposed to be a problem for you anymore. Because for some of us, it's sheer laziness. We, we just don't want to work hard. Any work that stresses you a bit now, oh, I don't like it. Oh, to prevent me from doing my ministry. Which ministry are you talking about? Which ministry are you talking about? I honestly don't understand the ministry you are talking about. Which ministry? How many, how many days do you spend in church? Acha four hours. Eh? Acha four hours, isn't it? That's all. Wednesday evening. Yes. Some one or two evenings. You say, oh, to prevent my ministry from working. So because, because of that, you don't want to pick anything. Like God gives you opportunities, but he don't take it. Meanwhile, you are be- very soon you'll be 40. Before long, your life is finished. And it's, it's almost as though God has been a liar all these years. Meanwhile, it is because of your laziness. It's because you decided not to take the lead in the field that you are in. It's because you decided not to read the books you are supposed to read. Because there are books you are supposed to read that you are not reading. Your level is not changing because you have decided that I'm not going to move. Won't move. I won't learn again. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Yes. You should grow tired of the level you are on. You shouldn't be happy that you, you don't have some things. You shouldn't be happy that you are sleeping on a, a mattress on the floor in your, in your room. If you don't decide that I don't like this condition, it will never change. You must grow desperate. Jacob grew desperate. Jacob got to a place where he was tired. How come I have the blessings of Abraham? I have the, fe- the blessings of the firstborn, and I'm still a servant. I'm still serving my uncle. I had to serve him for my first wife. I wanted only one wife, and they deceived me. And I got a second wife. 14 years, I had to serve to get two wives. And I had to serve again for many years for my own children. Yeah. He grew tired. Tell anybody, you must grow tired. If you don't grow tired, God can't step in 
He can't, you can't be helped. Are you in the church? If you don't grow tired, you can't be helped. See that there's a problem. See it. Let the Holy, I pray the Holy Spirit will open your eyes. Yes, to see that there can be more. You can have more. You can do more. You are worth more than the level you are on. You can be more. Eh? I can be more. I can have more happening. Yes, I'm not content with where I am. You shouldn't be. Honestly, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Decide that I don't like where I am. I don't like it. I don't like it. Father, I'm tired of this level. I'm tired of this thing that has been a chain around my leg for a long time. Every way that easily besets you. Eh? Go back to that place. Hebrews chapter 12. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There are some things that wants to prevent you from running the race that God has set before you. Getting to the level that God wants you to get to. Do you see? Always remember that there's an adversary who is interested in keeping you on one level. The whole Christian work has to do with an, an adversary who's making an attempt to keep you at one place. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, 11, and 12. Look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, 11, and 12. Did I say Hebrews? Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, 11, and 12. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's like all the things that you require to change levels has been given to you. So he says, start becoming strong in what God has given to you. I'll mention them in, in, in a few minutes. Okay, next verse. Verse 11. Then it says, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the strategies of the devil. Because the devil doesn't want you to go for it. The devil has planned a certain lady for you. He has planned a certain guy for you. He has planned, he has planned a friend for you. Yes, one guy traveled somewhere. This is a Christian. Uh, this, uh, when I woke up this morning, this is the, this is the trouble I was, I, was, I was called with. Do you get it? Now, this guy is a pastor. And he's been introduced to gambling. He was introduced to gambling. He traveled somewhere. And when he got there, the people in the place were gambling. And they taught him how to gamble. And it is destroying everything in his life. It's destroying everything in his life. Yes. All the money that is supposed to be used for anything, for his wife, his children, everything, his wife, he can forgo his wife, children, everybody, and gamble. And when it affects, when he doesn't win, it becomes a major problem. It's affected his marriage, it's affected his fatherhood, it's affected his ministry, it's affected everything about him. Yes, it's clearly the devil. So you must always understand that the devil is out to get you. And you must decide that you're not given an opportunity in your life. You must learn to draw a line and say, this thing, I'm not, go- I'm not going beyond this line. I'm not going to this particular place. Are you in the church? Yes. yes. This is, there's a friend that the devil has planned for you. That if you meet that friend, he will teach you something you're not supposed to know. He will teach you something. He will teach you how to sleep with many, many women. He will teach you how to smoke weed. He will teach you how to sniff cocaine. That friend needs to be bombed out. How to drink alcohol. Yes. How to steal, yes. How to do armed robbery. How to touch computers. They are, these are friends. They are people who teach how to tell lies. Yes. We have father in the Lord. We have father in, in stealing. We have father in humanizing and, and, and sugar daddy things. We have father, father in all those things. Yeah, it's very wild. Are you in the church? That is why you have to be. You have to be. Just, 
Because there are things that will destroy your life. I tell you. The devil is waiting. Look at the next verse. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's a wrestling match. And what is the purpose of a wrestling match? To keep someone down until the bell goes out. And until he taps out, or the, bell, the, the referee says that it's over, you can't, you can't do it again, until the time runs, runs out. That's the aim of the devil. To keep you down until your life ends. By the time you realize that some things are going on, it's too late and you're on your deathbed. So grow desperate. Decide that you are not going to allow the devil to have free course in your life. And be, just do whatever he wants to do. You see, if you read in First Timothy chapter, chapter 2, let me show you this verse. Second Timothy, right? Second Timothy chapter 2. Let me read from, from verse 24 to 26. What I want to say is in verse 26, but let's read from verse 24. It says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, okay, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. They are those who oppose them. They are Christians who oppose themselves. You know what God has said, but it's like, I, I can't help my I mean. Those who oppose themselves. You see, those who oppose, you know that Christ is in you. You know it. But when the opportunity comes for you to prove that Christ is in you, you tell Christ that I know you are in me. But at this juncture, hold on, hold on, relax. Let's do other thing. Let me handle myself. You are opposing your own self. You are deceiving your own self. And you are going to be in the rat race for a very long time. The ring, the ringer, ringer roses is going to go for a very long time. Yes. It says, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance. So what you need is repentance. You need to change your mind concerning what's going on. God, I'm tired. I don't like this. Help me. Take the taste of that evil away from me. Whether you like it or not, you see, there are some things that you will, will not allow God to use you. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. And we can't run away from it. No matter how we try to color it and make it look beautiful and nice, the truth is that, you see, this is, we are in first, Second Timothy 2. In First Timothy 2, eh, verse 19. Look at First Timothy 2, 19. Then there's another one in First Timothy 2, 19. Look at first, quickly, please. Or in Second Timothy 2, 19. Which is it? Yeah, it's, it's the same place, 2 Timothy 2.19, same place, okay? He says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having deceived, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. This is it. This is everyone who names the name of Christ should depart from iniquity. Don't think that iniquity is something that uh, uh, you can carry on your shoulder and still walk with God. It doesn't work. God's presence is supposed to take iniquity away. Not you for you to carry it and move along with God. No, God doesn't like. There are things that God does not like. Oh, you don't understand. It's like being with a big man who or a boss who doesn't like a, a, a particular food that you like, and you keep eating it in your office, and it's his office too. What do you think he will do to you? He will sack you very soon. You will not be there anymore. I don't know if, you've, if there are some people who don't like a certain smell. Or you don't know. Yeah. And if, if they come, they can't stay in a particular environment because that particular smell. Some, a smell of what? 
He says she doesn't like the smell of banku. Mango, mango. Mango. Ah, I thought you said banku. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Mango. You'll be surprised. So if you are going to work in close connection with them, you should not have mango around you. If it's your boss, you should not have mango around you. Are you getting it? Yes. God, there are some things God also doesn't like. And God provides help to us to be able to overcome those things. So that we can work with him in, 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 in fellowship, in unity. So that he can do what he wants to do in our lives. It is only God who can do some things in your life. Or, I don't know if you have any other option anywhere. It is Jesus who opens doors. The door that has been shut to you now can be opened by one person. His name is Jesus Christ. Yes. Revelation chapter 3. Let me show it to you. Verse what? Verse 8. Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. He says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. This is Jesus talking. I have set before you an open door. And no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. I set before you an open door. And no man can. He is the one who sets the door before you. Even your little strength doesn't matter. He will help you. Look at the next verse. Verse 9. Then he says, Behold, I will make them of the snuggle of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have, lo- I have loved thee. Wow. Next verse 10. It says, Because I have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon, the whole, upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. There's a place where it says, I think it's the verse before. Um, go to, where did we start reading from? So go to verse 7. Yes. It says, I have the keys. Yes. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, right? These things here, that, that is holy. He that is true. He that has the key of David. There's a key called the key of David. And Jesus is the one who owns that key. He says, I have the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. There's someone who opens doors. Are you in the church? Yeah. There's someone who opens the door of prosperity. Yeah. Where you prosper strangely. Strangely. From your family, you just prosper. God just is, is, is strange. I know people like that. Yes. God just opens. He just op- who is the one who opens the doors? It's the Lord. So you, you better get into the gear of pleasing him because you know he's the one who can do some things for you. The door of marriage will not open until he opens it. Yes. It's not automatic. Like it's a stage in life. As you are going, then uh, you... No. Yeah. You will marry, but as to whether it will be good or not, it's also another thing. Yes. I tell you. Are you in the church? Yes. I am the one that openeth, and no man shutter, and shutter, and no man openeth. So you need to please this one. You need to please this person, because he's the one, he's, the, he's your boss. I see Jesus Christ as my boss. Hey, if I have to go somewhere, he's the one to open the door for me. He's the one to give me opportunities. He's the one to make me liked by other people. Yes. Make me liked by those who are supposed to like me. If the one who's supposed to like you hates you, what are you going to do? You are in trouble. The one to open the door for you hates you. That's not like you. Man, you are in trouble. Yes. The one you are going for the interview with does not like you. Yeah. Have you ever met people you didn't like? By, their, by virtue of their appearance. Just there. You just don't like. I don't, I don't, I don't like. Maybe it looks like your, your ex-girlfriend. The girl who really hurt you. 
or your ex-boy, the one who really didn't do something. And that's it. That's it. Yes. Even the person's voice is irritating. Wow. What a shock. Second Timothy 2.4. Amplify. Let's read it. Pastor says you read Second Timothy 2.4. Yes. Amplify. It says, no soldier, when in service, gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. As simple as that. Your aim is to, to satisfy the one who has enlisted. That's it. If you make that your aim, you see that life is just, most of us are not progressing because we have, there's a problem between us and God. What God does not like is what we like. And you want, you want God to like what you like and still open the door for you. Are you using him or he's the one using him? Who is Lord over who? Who is Lord over who? Are you Lord over him or he's Lord over you? Who died for who? Are you in the church? He says they are those who oppose themselves. They oppose themselves. They keep opposing themselves. The foundation of God standeth sure. Having the seal, let everyone that name the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Eh? Then he says in verse 20, for in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Verse 21. Then he says, if a man therefore purge himself from these, like God is expecting you to purge yourself from certain things, decide that you are not going to become do what every other person is doing. They are spending their whole life on social media. You are not going to spend your life on social media. Yes. Decide. Are you in a church? Yeah. Decide that you are going to read your Bible. Yeah. You are going to be with God. You are going to pray. You are going to fast. You are going to do some things. Yes. And you see the Lord promoting you. No matter what is going on, whether there's credit crunch, haircuts, COVID, whatever, earthquake, war, Russian war, it will not, Russian Ukraine, it will never affect you. Yes. Are you in the church? Yeah. 2 Corinthians 6, 17. Pastor is giving us more verses. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them and be what? Separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, which, and I will receive you. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. These are verses in the Bible. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So there are some things that are preventing from God, from God receiving you. Next verse, eh? Verse 18. And I'll be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Are you seeing it? Yes. Is he not a father to us? He's a father to all of us. But how you behave yourself, how you use his grace, he says, don't frustrate the grace of God. The grace of God that, teach, that, that, has, that has brought salvation has appeared unto us all, teaching us that we should deny ungodliness. Deny ungodliness and worldly lust. The grace of God gives us ability to deny ungodliness and deny worldly lust. Are you in the church? Yeah. Yes. Titus 2, yes, 11, 12. Are you in the church? Yeah. Hey! It's like the one who helps you is the one you are fighting against. Yeah. See, I refuse to fight against God. I decide to go in line with God. You can't eat your cake and have it. You can't do you want the cake to be here and you have eaten it. It can if you eat the cake, it can be here. Yes. Okay? God is expecting a lot from you. He's expecting you to use his grace. His grace is his help. Use his help to overcome the things that are around you. 
You think you are the only one who's struggling. Everybody's struggling, including their pastor. Everybody's struggling. We are all using the grace of God. Don't come and say, oh, I couldn't help myself. Ah, see, if I come and tell you I couldn't help myself, what will you say? Hey. You are saying, hey, you too, hey, to you. Sometimes when some people come and they are saying, hey, Pastor, yeah, I went to do this, I went to do this, I went to do that. It's like, it's like, oh, we, we should just be happy and just flow with you. Hey, what are you talking about? Are you the only human being? What happened to all the things that God has been teaching you all this while? Yes. What happened to all the things? God is expecting you to start applying what he has taught you. Yes. What, what was the use of the word of God that you have been taught all this while? All this while. One guy came to propose to you. The guy is not a Christian. Doesn't know God. Nothing. And you are following him. What happened to all the relationship message that was taught to you? What happened to all of that? The one you are listening to right now. The one you are listening to right now. You are not, you are, you are, you are not using it. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Yeah. 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 We are seeing the solution. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So grow tired of where you are. Yeah. Decide that I'm going to use the word of God for myself. Decide that I'm going to start my journey of change. Yes, decide I'm going to start my journey of change. He told them, listen, you have dwelt around um, uh, on this mountain for a very long time. It's time to change. Start going. Start making progress. How do you make progress? Listen, develop a desperation. I don't like where I am. I hate where I am. I don't like where I am. I want to go forward. I want to do better. I want to have more coming in my life. Yes. Are you not tired of having every time 500, 200, 500, 200, 300, 500, 200? Are you not tired of that? Yes. You should, be, you should grow tired of it. You should, grow, you should grow tired of it. I don't like it. I want more. Every now and then you fall sick. And then you get well. And then you fall in the course of the year, you can get sick ten times. Headache, stomach problem, this one. You go to the hospital today. That, every time there's something happening. Sometimes we don't, we, don't, we don't even know what's wrong with you. All the time, you should grow tired. I don't want this. And insist on God's word. Do you see? Yes. By his stripes, I was healed. By his stripes, I was healed. By Jesus' stripes, I was healed. I refuse to be sick. Some years ago in my life, almost every year, I'll go down with malaria. Every year, it was conk. Every year. And my wife was not having, she would never have malaria. Since we got my wife, I'd never seen her say that she has malaria or she has cold or anything. None of those things. We all lie on the same bed. I was getting, I don't know where the mosquitoes were chewing me. It's like the, the mosquitoes were directed towards me. Hey. So I grew to, I was like, no, it's okay. I'm tired. I'll not get sick again. And that's, that's, that was it. By God's grace. By God's grace. Are you in a church? Yes, grow tired. Tell me about grow tired. Of the level you are on. Yes. Uh, listen, learn to appropriate the grace of God for yourself. It's time to appropriate the grace of God for yourself. Okay? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let's read from verse 40 so it makes more sense. Okay? There's help. God has helped you. God has helped you. you all the help you need has been provided. All you need to say is, yes, I like what God has done for me. I like it. I like it. I like it. I love it. I'm going to pay attention to it. Give attention to the word of God. Give attention to the grace of God. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Let us hold fast our confession. Seeing that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Next verse. Verse 15. 
For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. All the feelings you are having, all the feelings that you are having that is preventing you from going on. Jesus had all of them. The desire to have sex all over the place. Jesus also had the, the desire to have sex all over. The desire to smoke your head off. It's also Jesus had it. The desire to booze like you, something. Jesus had it. The desire to bet, to live your life betting. Jesus also had it. He had all those things. Yet the Bible says that, listen, it says, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And Jesus has now become your righteousness. So Jesus is now your righteousness. Jesus is now your wisdom. Jesus is now your sanctification. Jesus is now your redemption. 1 Corinthians 1.30. You see, Jesus has become all these things. So you, you must learn to refer to Jesus. Jesus is my righteousness. As Jesus was able to be tempted in all points and was without sin, me too, when they tempt me, by God's grace, by Jesus' grace, because it's my righteousness, my righteousness will speak for me. I'll be able to go through life without falling. You see, so insisting on what God has done for you, in Christ makes all the difference in leaving the place of stagnation, growing a desperation. I don't like where I am. What Jesus has done is what I, I like. Keep referring to what Jesus has done. Are you in the church? Don't let the devil take advantage of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like us we are, yet without sin. Next verse, verse 16. Then it says, Let us therefore, because of him, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. So it's like grace is available. You can just say, I need grace to help me not do this. At the brink of the foolish thing. Eh? Take grace at that time. It's not after that you come and ask for forgiveness. There's grace to be able to not do what has been keeping you down. What makes you not pleasing to God and makes God look away from you? It's like when God is looking for someone he's going to use, he looks away from you. When God looks at the next person he's going to give the biggest business in the country to, he looks away from you. Why? Because you're not a vessel that is, that is sanctified. A vessel that is prepared. Reuben, sorry, uh, uh, what's, what's David's brother's name? Eliab. Eliab was rejected. Can you imagine? Eliab was rejected by God. God was looking for a king out of the sons of Jesse. And Eliab was the first. And God skipped him. He skipped him. He skipped Shammai. He skipped all those guys that went for David. Why? Because Eliab was not correct. His heart was not correct. He looked good. He was a nice guy, but his heart was not correct. Are you in the church? So take away all wickedness from your heart. Eh? It's keeping you in one place. These are things that are keeping you in one place. Wickedness. Sometimes you are not doing anything bad though. But the thoughts in your heart. You have wicked thoughts in your heart. And God looks at the heart. That was what God told him in First Samuel chapter 16. He told, because the prophet Samuel took the oil to anoint Eliab. Because of his height and his stature. And his, how, fine boy, how fine of a boy he was. Very handsome guy. Yes. God said, God told Samuel, sit down. I have rejected him. Mm-hmm. First Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on, his, not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him. This guy is not going to go anywhere. Why? Because the one who is to, who is to open the door says, I have refused him. I don't like him. I have closed the door. No one too can open a thing. Your father cannot open. Your mother cannot open. Your sister cannot open. Your beloved cannot open. Your husband cannot open. Your children can. Your sight. Your what? Your certificate cannot open. Oh, people have certificates. Not doing much for them. Or if not, notice. They say education is the key to what? 
to success. They change the door. They change the. When we finish school, they change the whole door away. They remove the door. Yes, look at this. It says, because I have refused them. God has refused them. God, the one to open the door, has refused it. So it's like the, the, the greatest thing you can do for us is always to, is to always be in line with God. I don't want to miss God. Honestly, I don't want to miss God, though. That sexual encounter can let you miss God. I'm going home. Yes. That wickedness in your heart. You saw your brother get something that you don't have. And then, and then you start thinking in a certain way and start imagining some wicked, you want him to die, something to happen to him. No, a child of God does not behave like that. Those things are keeping you on one level. It's keeping you down. Eh? It's keeping you down. Become desperate. I don't like this thing anymore. Father, I'm tired of pride. Because pride can keep you on one level. The one to be elevated by God is the one who is humble. Pride. This guy was a guy full of pride. He had pride. He feels he's a, he's a big brother. He's the first person. Everything must come to him. Yeah, everybody must serve him. He will not lift anything in the house. He will not do anything. Disrespect all over the place. God doesn't promote proud people. The Bible says that God resists the proud. But he giveth grace to the humble. He giveth help. Help. And open doors to the one who is humble. So you must decide that pride is not good. You are not going to allow pride in your heart. They are proudful thoughts. You think that you are better than everybody. Are you, are you around? You think that you are better than everybody. There's a proud look. There's proud speaking. You can speak proudly. You know who I am. Hey, boy, is, it not, is it not because of this that you are now a shepherd over me? And it, hey, those are things that keeps you on one level. You are shutting the door. You are going to be stagnant for a long time. Humble yourself. Become a servant. You understand? The way to go high is to become a servant. Jesus said that the greatest among you is the one who serves. The one who serves. Eliab was full of pride. Full of pride. The only time God resists his children is when they are proud. His own children says, but God giveth grace. James chapter 4, verse 6. But God giveth grace to the humble. But he resists, he resists the proud. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he said, God resisted the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. God resists the proud. If God is resisting you, who can help you? Who can help you? No, it's a very serious thing. It's a very, very serious thing. You don't want God to resist you. You don't want that. Yes. Iniquities. Problems. Heart problems. Pride. Eh? Offense. Thinking more of yourself. Unforgiveness. These are things that keeps you on one level. God is trying to help the children. He can't help them. Bitterness. Because of something someone said. Something someone did. And the person is gone. One day someone did something against me. This is mean. This is 2014. One preacher did something that was very, very bad to me. And God told me that what he has done to you is two things. It's either you stay where you are by being angry with him and being some way and keeping an offense. Or you forgive him and go for it. Because he can forgive himself and continue going. And you will be offended and stay where you are. That's what God told me. Live, I tell you. So I decided that, hey, Charlie, bros, it's okay, be blessed. All the best. I, you can't offend me and keep me and keep me in one place. 
I want to go forward. I'm just showing you some of the things that makes you stagnant. Grow tired of these things. I don't want any of these things in my life anymore. Father, I want to go forward. Father, I want to go forward. Yes. Be desperate. Are you in the church? Yes, sir. Be desperate. Be desperate. Okay? Now, he says, go, let's go back to Eliab. I, don't know, I, I just feel like dwelling on this one for some time. Okay? Go back to Eliab. Let's go to Eliab. First Samuel 16, verse 7. He says, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, his stature because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. The Lord looketh on the heart. He's looking at your heart. So make sure there's nothing, there's no wickedness, no pride, no offense, no bitterness, no unforgiveness in your heart. Always make sure of it. Always check every now and then. Ask yourself very serious questions. The Bible says that if we examine ourselves, we will not be, we will not be examined or judged. If you learn to examine, you must learn to examine yourself. Okay? Learn to look at yourself. Is there anybody I don't like? Is there anybody, is there, do, I, do I like my neighbor? Jesus spoke concerning the, par, the, the story of um, the, the man on the, on the, uh, the, the Samaritan, the good Samaritan. Eh? He, he intentionally spoke that story to let us know who your neighbor is and what to do for your neighbor. Forgive your neighbor. Help your neighbor. Don't be offended with your neighbor. These are things that keeps us on one place. So you are praying, you are doing a lot of things, things are not changing. You are fasting, things are not changing. Because the, the, the basic things that you are supposed to do, is not being done. Are you seeing it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. I refuse to be offended. I refuse to be offended. Don't let the devil take advantage of you. Go back to 2 Timothy 2, where I was reading to you before. Mm? Those who oppose themselves, Remember. Yes. Verse 25. In meekness, instructing those, who, those that oppose themselves, if God per adventure will give them repentance, to the acknowledging of the truth. Then verse 26 says, so that and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. They are Christians who are in the snare of the devil. It's a basis. They are trapped by the devil. Who are taken captive by him at his will. It's like they are in his, they are in his cage. Christians who are in the cage of the devil. The devil can slit their throat at any time. Because of the things I've mentioned. Iniquities, offense, pride, all the things, sin, all those things. You have become, you have made yourself a captain of the devil. Even though you are free, of course. Yes. If you've, if you've read this book, Final Quest, you will notice this in the Final Quest. You will see how Christians are, in, there are a lot of Christians who are in the army of the devil. They are used by the devil. They are used by the devil. Used by the devil. Seriously. Okay? You don't want to get into that. I don't want that. I want to be in God's camp. Walking with God all the days of my life. Yes. So receive help. Receive help today to, to, to overcome the things that are easily besetting you. To overcome pride, offense. Challenges. Receive help right now. In the name of the Lord. Father, help us. Father, help your children. Help us. Help us go forward. Help us go forward. Help us go forward, Lord. Help us go forward. We are tired of the level we are on. Father, we want to change levels. We want to go higher. Take offense from our hearts, Lord. 
Take unforgiveness from our heart, Lord. Take iniquities from our heart, Lord. Yes, help us not hide anything in our hearts that is offensive to you. Help us go where you want us to go. Help us become what you want us to become. Help us use the grace that you have given to us. Help us not take advantage of your grace. Help us not ignore your grace. Help us not frustrate your grace. Help us not frustrate your grace, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your blessing and for your help for us this this evening. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me go a step further. Can I go a step further? Beautiful. Wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. The next thing that I believe will help you change levels is hearing from God. After you grow desperate, or you, 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 you become, I don't want this one. The next thing you need is to hear from God. Okay? Yes. I want to, you need to hear from God. It's only the voice of God that makes you go to the next level. Because you don't know where to go unless God points you to a particular direction. So, now that God has, you have cleared yourselves eh, by receiving the help that God has, has given out long ago in Christ Jesus for you, the next thing to do to go to the next level, okay, is to hear his word. To hear his word. To have direction. For him to show you where to go. Exactly what to do. Many people approach God with their plans. Your plans does not make <laughs> things happen. There are many other plans in a man's heart. Many other thoughts in a man's heart. But it is the counsel of the Lord that, that will stand. Are you in the church? So you, you should be, I want to hear the counsel of the Lord. I want to know what God wants me to do. When Jacob grew tired of his experience, he spoke to God. God spoke to him. The next major thing that happened in his life was that God showed him what to do. That's in Genesis chapter 30. If you read in Genesis 30, you see it. God showed him a vision. Okay? Yes. God showed him what? The way to change levels is to wait on God. It's to learn to wait on God. It's to learn to what? Hmm. Waiting on God for what? To hear his voice. To hear his voice. I want to hear what God has for me. What do you want me to do? Hmm? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Show me what you want. When you go up in the Lord, you stop asking for things. You start asking God to show you things, show you what to do. Instead of give me, give me, give me, give me, God, give me this, God, give me that, God, give me that. that, that you, when you grow out of immaturity, you start asking God to show you. Show me. Show me what you want me to do. Okay? I just mentioned this. It says, uh, Proverbs 9 21. There are many devices the man's at. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand is what the Lord says that will stand. Jesus did not do what he wanted to do, he did the Father's will. Yeah. One of the reasons why we keep going in circles is because we like to do what we want to do. You want to be a footballer, you are 40, you want to reduce your age to 25 or to 20. So that you can play football. Is that what God wants you to do? God is not committed to sponsoring visions he has not commissioned. He's only committed to sponsoring, providing, provision. He provides for the vision that he has given. God makes provision for the vision he has given. He doesn't make provision for what you want. These are hard things to say. But that is the truth. 
God is not committed to sponsoring what he has not commissioned. So one of the things you need to do as a child of God is to wait on God. They that wait on God shall have what? They shall renew their strength. Hmm? Become a Christian who is into waiting on God. A Christian who is, how do you wait on God? Fasting and praying. With God's word. Show me. Show me. <laughs> Show me. Show me. Show me. Show me what to do. Show me what to do. Don't ask me. Today someone called me to ask me a question. There are two jobs that I have. Uh, which one should I choose? This one has this option. This one has uh, this other option. I told her, am I the Holy Spirit? That was my answer. My answer was, am I the Holy Spirit? I'm not the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit and he'll show you. My job in your life is to teach you how to hear the Holy Spirit. And I have done that. Don't ask me such questions. What do you mean by I should? What, what, what should I do? I should choose one for you. And if I choose and it doesn't work, what will you tell me? I'm the one who did it. The pastor is not from God. No, if God has not told me to show you something, I will not show you. You can't compel the man of God or compel the pastor or the compel the prophet to, to say something to you. I am not God. I am not the Holy Ghost. My job in your life is like what Eli did for Samuel. Eli taught Samuel how to respond, not to hear, how to even respond to God. Because God is always talking. The problem is that we can't hear him. So my job is to teach you the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is God's language. The word of God is what? That is God's language. You want to hear God? You see, I'm speaking a language. Am I, speak, am I not speaking a language? I'm speaking a language that people understand. It is there, it exists, but you can't understand what's going on. You can't make heads or tail of what's going on. Why? Because you don't, your mind has not been trained to understand it. Hearing from God, okay, God has a language that he speaks by or he speaks in. It's called the word. The Bible is the way, it's God's, God's language is his word. God will not speak to you outside of his word. He speaks to you according to his word. And the job of a pastor is to teach you the word of God. So that when God speaks to you, you will know that God is speaking to you. That was what Eliab, Eli did for Samuel. God was calling Samuel. Samuel didn't know that it was God. Why? Because God was using the voice of his man of God. God was using the voice of his pastor. I see it. So he says, and the Lord called someone again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, here am I. For thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. This is First Samuel 3, 8. Next verse. Therefore, Eli said unto him. Eli said unto him, go lie down and it shall be. If he, shall, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, that was all he needed to be taught. Speak, Lord. For thy servant what hear it. That was it. That was it. But God was depending on his man of God to teach him. God called him twice. And a third time. And watched him go. To Eli. To go and ask. He watched him. And he was looking at him. God didn't say, hey, it's okay, it's okay. I'm the one calling you. Say, here, here, I speak, Lord. Thy servant hear it. Say it. No. So that I can talk to you more. God was depending on his teacher. 
that the, 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 the job of your pastor is to teach you the word of God. If you play with the word of God, you are playing with something very important. God will be talking and you'll be hearing it as thunder. Bush, bash, bush. Bush, bush. Your solution is coming, but you can't, you can't tell that is your solution. Yeah. You can't tell that is your solution. You can't tell. One woman was waiting on God. Before she went, she came to see her pastor. And the pastor said, let's go and, go and pray. Go and fast and pray. And read Matthew. The, the pastor said, go and read Matthew. Young told her, go and read Matthew. As she was reading Matthew chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, she got to the place where it says, you are the salt of the earth. And the Holy Spirit said, sell salt. That was it. That was it. Sell what? Salt. Sell what? Salt. She's a billionaire as I'm talking to you now. Yes. You see, salt is something to sell. Salt is something that everybody wants. But you say that you have gone to school, so you can't sell salt. If you don't hear from God, you will demean whatever it is that, what is your destiny and what you are supposed to do that will bring you millions and bring, make you a great leader will be lying down right by you and you don't know. Yes. What made Abraham different was the ability to hear from God. Abraham could tell God was, God was, when he saw God and the two, he knew I was God and the two. Why? He had been, he's been taught. He's been raised. His spirit has been raised. You see, that's why you must subject yourself to be raised by the word of God. Don't joke with the word of God. Though. I am where I am because of the word of God. Hey, I don't play with the word of God. Though. Every day I'm, I'm with the word. Every day I'm listening. Yeah, before I came, I was listening to Bishop Wedepo. Just preaching, I'm just listening. Listening. As I'm listening, it's, it's, it's reproving me. I'm like, I'm not serious. I have to be more serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Ir- oh, if you listen to the word of God, you will know that you are not serious. Even now, you will know. You will know. Yes, you will know that you are not serious. You are not, you are not, you are not too desperate. Yes. I was being told of a certain man of God who fasted to the point that they had to do surgery on him. And I realized that if I'm going to go where he has gone to, I need to fast for them to do surgery on me too. Yeah, because my fasting is small. It's like you don't do fasting. You just do that. You do 72 hours and it's okay. Yeah. You do six to four. People are doing 40 days. No food. No food. Not once. Not twice. Many times. Yes. So that they can be consistent with God and do what God wants them to do. You are eating. I'm not serious. God, I'm, I'm not desperate. You, you need, honestly, you need to spend time with God. Okay? Yeah, spend time with God and His Word. Praying, fasting. Fasting. There are things you will never know unless you fast. You will never know. If Jesus had to go into the desert, driven by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost led him into the desert to go and fast for 40 days and 40 nights for him to return in the power of God. I don't know who you think you are. Whom, whom am I? Whom am I not to do the same? Whom am I? Hey! Honestly. Honestly. You must engage yourself in what God has said in his word. Don't think it will be easier for you or it will be different for you. It's like you have an exclusive route. There's no exclusive route. There's no special relationship. It's the same. If they waited on God to hear from God to do what God wanted them to do, you must also wait on God and hear from God to do what God wants you to do. To become active, to become fruitful. Hmm. Tell me about whom? Isaiah chapter 58. What a night. 
I want to change levels. I want to change levels. Yes. I want to change levels. God wants to change levels. In Isaiah 58, we are talking about fasting and prayer and what fasting does for you. Honestly, you must fast. Though. I'm not talking about a pastor fasting. I'm talking about a child of God. If you're a pastor, I'm not talking to you. You should know that you should fast. If you're not fasting, it's up to you. But as a child of God, you need to fast. If you don't fast, your light will not break forth. You need light, honestly. You need light concerning your life. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. We are walking in too much darkness. The stagnation is because of darkness. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. You don't know whether you should travel. Is he traveling? Being in America or being in the UK, it's not, or being in Canada, it's not what makes you become something else. A lot of people think that, oh, if, I, if I'm in America, by God's grace, I've been to America a number of times, and I've seen many poor people. Yeah. There are Ghanaians in America who can't come back. There's no money to come back. They can't get a plane, ticket, and come back. They are owing big time. The TV is loan. The phone is a loan. Yes, iPhones are loans. They use loans to buy the iPhone that you use cash to buy. You take thousand dollars to buy iPhone. They they buy over one year or two years or three years. It is wilder out there. A lizard in Ghana will not become a crocodile in America. The the airfare will not change you from being a, a lizard to a crocodile. No, it won't. You understand? What you need is light from God. What God says. That's why Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, he says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God so that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. You need to know what God wants you to do. What business does he want you to do? Are you seeing it? Who does he want you to marry? Because the one you marry can make or make you. You marry somebody, a girl or a boy, you'll be shocked that you are not going anywhere. Your life has ended. Yes. I tell you. Yes, constant stagnation. Bad decisions all the time. Yes. These are things you don't just say, I, I like this boy. Pray. Yeah. Sister, pray. Talk to the kneel down and talk to the Lord. Lord, my future is in your hands. Show me. If it's not this boy, I don't want stress. I don't mind marrying at 40. I don't. If it's your will. What your will is is what I want. All oh, my mates are marrying at 25. They are all marrying. They are all marrying. I've been catching people's bouquet and catching their bouquet, the flowers and all of that. So it's my time. My chia bread, my chibes times. It's my time to also share. Do you know how many people are crying? Do you know how many people are crying? You have no idea. Yeah. They, you have no idea. Many are what? Collecting slaps. Consist- you see, he's a doctor who looks after... Psycho- people who are have who have psychiatric problems. That's his job. And most of the people who come, marital problems, slaps, and all of that. That is making them go mad. They were when they were marrying, they they married happily with this ring. I did wed. We all smells taking pre pre wedding photo shoots, taking all kinds of photo shoots. They didn't know that slaps were waiting for them two years down the line. Show me. Tell neighbor, show me. Show me, Lord. Honestly, the eyes of your understanding must be enlightened. You need the spirit of wisdom and revelation to work 
so that light can come to you as to what you should do. And that light comes as you are waiting on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Isn't it? Strength comes to you. You go where God wants you to go. God can direct you. Go here. Me, God directed me. That's why I am. I used to teach. I used to be a teacher. That was what I was doing. I was a teacher. But I knew what God wanted me to do. So I had the boldness to leave that job. I left that job 10 years ago. It's been 10 years since I left the job. Yes. And came full time to, t- to be in the house of God. And preach and teach. And I've not gone down. Have I gone down since the last time? I've not gone down at all. You don't, I don't know if you know. I've not gone down. Bigger and bigger. Because, you see, I'm not doing what I'm doing because it's popular. It's like, oh, oh, Charlie, ministry, is, it's, there's money in ministry. So uh, let me... No, come and do and see. That one said, he called it pastorpreneurship. No. That's not what I'm doing what I'm doing because God pointed me in that direction. Maybe God will point you. I was praying to God. I was waiting on God. I said, no matter how the God... Just praying, fasting, fasting, lying before God. No food. Water, no food. Yes, I have bottles of water, but no food. The Bible didn't say Jesus was thirsty. Also, Jesus was unhanged. So he fasted 40 days with water. Without food, but with water. Don't go and do 40 days without water, you will die. Hmm? Matthew, Matthew chapter 3. I was reading it this morning. Yes, okay, this one is fine. Look for two. It says, being 40 days, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Hunger is not thirsty. He said afterward he was thirsty. Afterward he was hungered. Come again. He didn't say he was hungry and thirsty. No, he said hungered. So we are talking about fasting with water. Okay? One day, 24 hours. A child of God, 24 hours, you are just talking to the Lord. Lord, show me. Why are you fasting? Because your body prevents you from receiving from God. Your body is one of the it's a limit, major limitation. Your body has fallen so much. Falling, 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 falling. The food makes it worse. A lot of us are eating our future away. Yes. Esau ate his future away. A morsel of bread. That was it. Yes. Whilst Moses was... Praying in the, in the mountain and fasting in the mountain. The children of Israel were eating, playing, and dancing. Are you in the church? Yes. yes. So there are times where you need to put food aside. Daniel said, I will not defile myself with the king's meat. I'm not going to eat what, I'm not going to eat this food. I'm going to keep myself. Yeah. And God used them. Oh, you need to wait on God. Tell anybody you need to wait on God. Hallelujah. When Paul was saved, God saved. What did he do? The Bible says he went to Arabia. Galatians chapter 1. He says, I went to Arabia. For what? To go and wait on God. For directions. For what to do. For where to go. You need it though. You need it. The Bible says, break up your fallow grounds. Yeah, you need to break up your fallow grounds. Take messages. Take the Bible. Take books. Because you don't know what God is going to lead you to. Take Melitao. Take all these things. Take, go and wait on God somewhere for two days. I do it regularly. So that I can renew my strength. And run with the strength of an eagle. Hmm? Are you in the church? Yeah. You don't be eating all over the place. All the time you're eating. You can't hear from God. The food is blocking you. Yeah. You're, the food is blocking you. Hosea 10 what? 12. Let's read it. Hosea 10 12. 
Sort yourselves in righteousness and reap, reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. This is what I was talking about. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Have you seen it? Break your, what does it mean to break your fallow ground? To break your fallow ground is to use the word of God. To use the word of God to check yourself. You see? To use prayer to check yourself. Break. A fallow ground is a, is a land that has been left for a very long time. There's not been any activity on it. It needs to be tilled. For you to be able to plant again, you need to break it to be able to plant again. You get it? So you, you expose yourself to the word of God. Plenty word. Plenty preaching. Whilst you're waiting on God. Eh? Plenty praying. Speak in tongues. Because, you see, there are things hidden in your life, hidden about you, that will only be revealed through speaking in tongues. If you don't pray, you will not know. If you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, the Bible says that, what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man which is inside him? Isn't it? But what man knoweth the things of, of a man save the spirit of God, which is the spirit of man which is in him, in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. All the things concerning your life is known by your spirit. Your spirit man knows everything concerning your life. He knows how much money you get in your life. He knows who you marry. He knows everything. Everything is inside. You need to pull it out. How do you pull it out? Go to verse 9. I has not seen, but as is written, I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has he entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. It's for them that love him. Yeah. How do you know you love him? By keeping his word. Yeah, yeah. So when you go and you, you keep his word, you are reading his word, it shows that you love him. Are you in the church? Yeah. Them that love him. Next, verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. The things concerning your life that no man has seen and ears heard and all of that is revealed to you by the Holy Ghost. Meaning your spirit man knows everything concerning you. So the Holy Ghost and your spirit man needs to be in communication for the things concerning to reveal to you. I don't know if I'm making sense. And how does your spirit man and your, the Holy Ghost begin to communicate? 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. Amplified. If I speak in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Ghost within me, prays. Your spirit within you and the Holy Ghost within you begin to talk. Are you tired of what I'm saying? So when you speak in tongues, a child of God who is speaking in tongues, what is he doing? The things that are hidden concerning your life hmm, starts showing up. Instructions start coming. If you speak in tongues long enough, you'll be shocked. At, listen, one day I was praying, God just showed me, do this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, every single thing I've done. I didn't, we didn't start branches because it was nice to start branches. No, 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 God told me, do this. Yes, God told me. When I, when I became the pastor of Alpha, I was praying. I was just asking God what to do. God showed me that the entrance was jammed with people. There were many people jammed with people. So I just knew that it was going to happen. It was just time. And I came to tell everybody, this is what I saw. Was, was God. God showed me this. It's happened. What I, what I said has happened so many times and over and over and over. That place is jam-packed. We had to open it up for them to have more people. And it's still jammed. Where I am now, God showed me a clear vision. I was coming to preach at the Saros. So much traffic that they had to block the other side for me to be able to come on. And it's going to happen. Yeah, not, not, a, not a program. This is Sunday service. It was, it was a Sunday morning. Yeah. Why? God showed me. God showed me. What has God showed you? Ask, what can you say that this God showed me this? God showed me to do this business. How will you know? By prayer. By fasting. By breaking your fallow ground with prayer and fasting, with the word of God. That's how you do it. 
seeking the Lord, finding out what God wants you to do, for God to point you in a direction. God showed Jacob. He saw, Jacob saw by the Spirit in Genesis chapter 31, he saw the cows that were climbing the cows of Laban, they were ring streaked, spotted, eh? and grizzled. He saw it. So when he was talking to Laban and doing a deal with Laban, he told Laban that, I want all the cows that are spotted, speckled, and grizzled to be mine. Laban was laughing because he knew that this guy is going to cheat himself even more. Because all of Laban's cows, almost all of them, 90%, were plain. None of them had spots. None of them had, was ring streaked. None of that. So Laban was surprised that he was doing that. He was asking for that. But Jacob was asking because he had seen something from the Lord. So what have you seen from the Lord? I pray that the Lord will show you what you are supposed to do. I pray that the Lord will point you in the direction you are supposed to go to. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the Lord will point you and show you. Point you and show you. Yes. Joseph had the Lord showing him something. God showed him sun, moon, stars bowing down to him. Yes. What has God showed you? God told Isaac, don't go down to the land of Egypt. Don't go down. Stay. Stay and plant. Stay and plant. Hallelujah. You want to change levels? You need to see what God is telling you to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 7. Look at 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7. Yeah. God, show me. Hey, it's my favorite prayer. Lord, show me. What do I do? If I'm coming to preach, everywhere I go and preach, I ask God, what do you want me to say? I don't just take it. It's like I know I've preached a very long, for a very long time. I've been preaching for many years. I've been preaching for many, many, many years. Yes, more than 25 years. Yes. I've been pastoring for the last 13 or 15 years, something like that. Maybe 15 years, eh? This church is with 12 years. This year. Yeah, I started pastoring at least three years before the church started. Pastoring like I'm a pastor, I'm an ordained pastor. Three years before. So that's 15 years pastoring. Pastor preaching, I've been preaching a long time. But every single time I'm going to preach, I ask God, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Show me what to say. If he shows me what I've preached already, I'll preach that. If he shows me, say this, I'll say it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know how much I need God. I need him. I need him. I need him. I can't do it by myself. Hey, look at this. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. There's a hidden wisdom. You see, the wisdom of God is hidden. And God has ordained, he says, he has hidden it for your glory. He says, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Do you see? Look at the next verse. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So what God has for you, even the devil does not know. Then he says, as is written, I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of any man. The things which God, God has in store for them that love him. But he has revealed those things which are hidden for our glory. The wisdom which is hidden for your glory has, is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. How does the Holy Spirit reveal it to you? Mazo kikala. Verso mimina. Why? Because as you speak in tongues, the Holy Ghost and your spirit begin to interact. That's what God can show you. Your spirit man can show you. Eh? Show you what you're supposed to do. It's not out there. It's in here. There's nothing out there. Everything is. It's not in someone. It's in you. It's in you. You need the word of God to pull it out. You need the power of God to pull it out. You need the Holy Ghost to pull it out. Prayer, fasting, reading the word helps you. 
The Lord shows you. He just shows. God told Abraham, get out of your father's house. Well, some of you, God will tell you, get out of your father's house. Yeah, yeah. Get out of your father's house. From the country where you are to a land that I will show you. Yeah. That was the instruction God gave to him. And God told him that when you leave, I'll make you a blessing. I'll bless you. I'll make you a king. I'll make your name great. In you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. He heard from God. Don't move when God has not spoken, brother. Are you in the church? Wait on God. Be sure of what God is telling you to do. Hmm? You want to change levels? Be desperate. I don't like this. What do you do next? Wait on God. Through fasting, prayers. Eh? Isaiah chapter 58. I was going to show you Isaiah 58. Go, let's read it quickly and then I'll go to the, the, the next point. Okay? Are you tired already? Never. Verse 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness? To undo the heavy bedings and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Can you imagine? It says fasting. This, these are some of the things that fasting does. It says it loses the bands of wickedness. Can you imagine? Fasting loses the bands of wickedness. Fasting is a means of loosening the bands of wickedness. Fasting is a means of undoing heavy bedings. Heavy bedings in your life around you are undone through fasting and prayers. Yes. And to let the oppressed go free. Oppression leaves through fasting. Can you imagine? Yes. And that every yoke, every what? That you break every yoke. Every yoke can be broken through fasting. Can you imagine? Yeah. All the oppression will leave. All the bondage will leave. Yeah. Sometimes there are things happening in your family. You need to fast. As you are fasting, all those things are broken. Hmm. There's a line that the devil draws for people. It's like uh, the, the white chalk, the magic chalk. Every cockroach that passes that line will die. In some families, the devil has drawn a line. Nobody is going out of the country. He can do a line. Nobody is marrying in this house. You have children, but no marriage. No good marriage. All the women, no marriage. The men can marry. Or divorcees. Haven't you seen some around? Yeah. Problems. Problems. You look around, there's nobody in the family who, who has a nice house. A modern house. Everybody lives in a compound house. Yeah. It's a line. It's, it's, it is a burden. A heavy burden. An oppression. A, a band of wickedness. Yes. That needs to be dealt with. Fasting helps you to deal with it. Are you in the church? Yeah. Then it talks about walking in love. Next verse. Is it not to do thy bread to the hungry? Yeah. So you can't fast and pray and not walk in love. Yeah. Because the greatest of all is love. Yeah. So he says, is it not to do thy bread to the hungry? And that, that, that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh, then shall thy says, when you do these things, your light, the light that you need for your direction, light gives you direction. Yeah. The light you need, the leading you need, the 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 the, the, oh, the information you need, eh? then shall the light break forth as the morning, and your health shall spring forth speedily. Then it says, and your righteousness shall also go forth before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be, be thy rare reward, thy rare God. I see it. Look at the next verse. Says, then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, 
and the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. Putting forth of the finger is accusation, accusing people. He says, put those things out of, out of your mess and put away speaking of vanity. Accusing, there are things God wants us to deal with. These are all things, walking in love. You know, not, not walking in accusi- accusation or point, the pointing of the finger. Uh, if you have American Standard Version, he'll show it to you. The putting forth of the finger is pointing, pointing accusing fingers at people. Criticizing men of God. If you are criticizing men of God, you are not going anywhere. Stagnation will be yours. Pointing of the finger. God, do you have ASV? Or any other version that will show us the pointing on the finger. Wow. Wow. Amplified also. Any any of them. It says, and every eh? Where is it? The finger pointed in scorn toward the oppressed or the godly. Have you seen it? And every form of false, harsh, unjust, and wicked speaking. God doesn't like those things. If you, are going to, if you want to hear from God, really, you must make sure none of these things are working in life. That's why I spoke to you about initially. Okay? What I want to show you now is that fasting causes your life to break forth. Prayer brings you information. We're waiting on God concerning your life. Waiting on God brings you renewal of strength. Are you in the church? The last thing I want to talk about, there's more to changing levels, but the last thing I want to talk about for today, maybe last but one, okay, is to work hard in what God tells you to do. Hard work never kill person. Hard work never what? Kill person. A lot of charismatic people do number one. They do number two, but they don't do number three. They don't like working hard. Yeah. C.S. Dow, a man who is diligent in his business, yeah. he shall stand before kings and not mere men. Yeah. Laziness is killing a lot of people. Yeah. People don't like working hard. People don't like getting to the job. If you don't get to the job, you will not go anywhere. You will not change levels. If you don't read the necessary books you need to read about what you know God says you should do. There are ministers who don't know the definition of ministry. There are ministers, there are pastors in the house of God who don't know the definition of ministry. They don't know what ministry is. You need to read. How can you be a businessman? You you say you are selling iron rods and you don't know the tensile strength. You don't know anything about it. You are doing it with common sense. If you are doing it with common sense, you will have common results. And you will be a common man. You will be a common man. You have common results. No extraordinary results because you don't know. Scale cannot be replaced with prayer. And prayer cannot be replaced with scale. They all occupy their, their, their different categories. A child of God must learn. If you don't learn, you will not pass your exam. Or yeah. you will not pass your exam. Yeah. No matter how much you fast and pray, if you, ha- if you don't learn, there's nothing God can remind you of. Your marriage is not going anywhere if you don't know, if you don't learn about marriage. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be crying to have a child when you don't know what it means to count calendar. You don't know your calendar. <laughs> you don't know your cycle. How many of you had God putting your clothes on to come to church? God put your clothes on. Did you put your clothes on by yourself? Yeah. 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 If you say, God, I love you so much, help me put, put my clothes on for me. You walk here naked. You walk here naked. Is it not true? Hard work never killed anybody. Hard work never killed anybody. Jacob got to the job. Jacob got to the job. He got popular. He got a tree, took... 
it out, created the spots, everything, put it in the trolls. He did the actions that needed to be done. If you don't work, you are not going anywhere. If you don't do what God says you should do, what God, God tells you what to do so that you will do what you are supposed to do. He doesn't tell you so that you sit down and start, uh, and start saying that it is done. No, it is not done. There has to be a doing. John chapter 2, verse 5. What Jesus' mother, Jesus' mother said to the people, to the servants, he told them whatsoever he tells you to do. Do it. His mother says unto them, the servant, whatsoever he says unto you, do it. Whatever God tells you to do, do it. After God has spoken to me concerning this church, he told me, just do it. Just what? Do it. That's what God told me. Just start moving. A lot of God's children are not moving. You know that God told you that you are supposed to be the next greatest internet, whatever. The next greatest uh, software developer. But you are not reading anything about the software development. You are not, you are not talking to people who know, who know, who know more than you. How are you expecting to know more by osmosis or by, by, by diffusion? What are you talking about? We are, we are in the age of mental prowess. Yeah. You yeah. need mental abilities yeah. to be able to do what you are supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. What you can do is to tell God to open your mind. Yeah. After you have done that, read the books you are supposed to read. Yeah. After you have done that, go. This is what is killing the church. Yeah. Laziness. Laziness. Yes, you need to work. And you need to work hard. You need to work hard. You need to work and you need to work hard. Whatever God, you see, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Yeah, I'm working hard. See, I'm sweating. If God is paying me, don't criticize me. You don't know what I do. You don't know the prayers I pray. You don't know the fast things I do because this is my job. My job is to fast. I have a job, and the job is to fast. I have a job. The job is to pray. Yeah, I have a job. The job is to do ministry. To do ministry. To do camps. To have meetings with different groups. You should see me doing things. You should see me talking to different groups. Yeah. You don't know the groups I meet. Yeah. Don't criticize me. I'm working hard. You are sleeping. Don't sleep. You want to change levels? Get out of your stupor. Get out of that corner. Decide to lead in the place that God has placed you. Leadership is taking the lead. It's taking the lead in the field that God has given to you. Take the lead. Decide that I'm going to be the best where God has placed me. And they will come for you. They will come. If you are the best, they don't care your color. They don't care your race. They don't care your education. They don't care. And they don't care about anything. Bill Gates didn't finish college. But he's good with what he does. Presidents write it on their CV when they shake Bill Gates' hand. One of the accomplishments of shaking Bill Gates is one of the things presidents write on their CV. Yeah. 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 If you don't, if you don't become, the, the laziness is too much. It's killing, it's killing too many people. So it's not that God has not spoken. No, God has spoken. God has said, and then you see people. It's like they are not doing anything about what God has said. They are not doing anything about what God has said. God has spoken, but you are not doing anything. And you want God to speak to you. So some people want. They are fasting and praying and fasting and praying and fasting and praying and waiting on God. And God says, "I've spoken to you already. I've spoken to you. I spoke to you a long time ago. I spoke to you three years ago." What do you want from me again? What do you want me to do? Go and go and work. Go and do something. And do be, 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 learn. Learn. Slap your neighbor and say, learn. Ah. 
discipline, diligence, commitment to what God says you should do. Are you in the church? You will not change levels. It's not, it doesn't come only by prayer and fasting. It has its place. You need to work hard. Honestly, oh. Honestly, yes. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10. Look at what Paul said. As for me, I am what I am by the grace of God. Eh? And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than them all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. I labored more. I labored more. I did more than every other person. Who moved around more than Paul? Who did the camp meetings more than Paul? Who had problems more than Paul? Always moving. Always going. Always moving. Always going. Working hard. It is Paul's hard work and the grace of God that made him work hard. That caused him to do what he did. Are you in the church? So away with the laziness. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 6. The Bible says that a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms. What will happen? So shall poverty. Eh? That's verse 10. It says, yet a little sleep. A little slumber. There are times you are sleeping when you are not supposed to be sleeping. You are supposed to be doing over time. With what God says you should do. God says do this business. You should be learning about it to become very good so that people can come for you. Are you in the church or you have gone home? A little sleep, a little slumber. A little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty. Thy poverty. Poverty with your name on it. Personalized poverty. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man, you'll be so in need that you, you, you'll be like a man who is armed, an armed robber, who needs to take something from someone at all costs and can kill for it. Yeah. You must watch your farm. You shouldn't let... Go, go to the next verse. Is it the next verse? Yeah. A naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with a fraud man. There's a scripture concerning... Um, the farm that was not kept right. And then, there's a certain scripture, you can look for it. Yeah, you can just check it. Yeah. So you need, you, need to, you need to do what God says you should do. Whatever God has told you, what, you, you pray that God should show you, isn't it? Yeah. Now that God has showed you, why are you sitting down? Mm. Most of us have been spoken to by God. You, spoke, you know what to do. True. True. Tell anybody, you know what to do. What, are, what is holding you? Ask anybody, what is holding you? What is preventing you? Do what you're supposed to do. Do it with seriousness. Rise up unto prayer. Rise up unto the work. Do what you are supposed to do. Hmm? Yes. Rise up. Have you found it? Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a scripture. I've forgotten there. A field that has not been tilled. Something like that. It's been a while. It's been a while since I. You know the verse I'm talking about. Proverbs what? Proverbs twenty four thirty one. Yes, let's look at it. Proverbs twenty four thirty one. And lo, it was all grown over a heart. This one, this one. Go up. Go to verse thirty. It says, "I went by the field of the slothful." Of what? Slothful. Who's a slothful man? We, let's read a lighter version. Slothful, no. Or be feel set. Eh, be it's what? It's a both fruit. A both fruit. A both fruit. I went, this amplified, I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. Next verse. 
And behold, it was all grown with over with thorns and nettles were covering its face. And this stone wall was broken down. This stone wall was broken down. Why? Because he's a lazy man. He's a lazy man. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. Next verse. Then I beheld and considered well. I looked and received instruction. Listen, laziness will not do much for you. You will destroy your own life. Hmm? Whatever God has told you to do, do it. Manage yourself. Manage your time. Manage your energy. Don't spend time on foolish things. Hmm? What you have as a person is time. All of us have the same time. 24 hours for everybody. If someone is accomplishing more, it's because he's using his time well. In our time, in our day, social media is killing us. You must decide that you will not let social media run your life. It's a choice you make. You can have a time where you go on social media. You are on social media for one hour. After that, you are going to read some books. That will, relevant books that will help you in, the, in your field, that, the field of endeavor. What God has showed you. Become excellent at what you do. Daniel was so excellent. He had an excellent speech to the point that he served under three governments. Three, gov- three different governments. Babylonian Empire, Persian Empire, and then what? The, the, Medes, the, the Medes. Yes, he served all of them as vice president. Can you see vice president? That NPP comes as vice president. NDC comes as vice president. CPP comes as still vice president. Have you seen some before? Daniel was like that. Daniel was like that. Untouchable. Yes, he was necessary. He was so good with what he was doing. Look at this. This, this, this is Daniel 6 3. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. And they didn't like it. And they tried to find fault in him. Go to verse 7. I hope it's verse 7. Go to verse 8. No, verse, verse 6. Verse 6. Go to verse 6. Yeah. There's a place where it says, uh, it's, in, it's in these same verses, eh? Let me look for it for you. He says they could not find fault in him. Is this one? Then the president and princess sought to find occasion against uh-huh. They find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was, if he was faithful, neither was there any error of fault found in him. No error, no fault. Solid guy. Yeah. God wants you to be a solid guy. No, I mean, they, when you do that job, they can't find any fault with you. Listen, your, your, your level will keep changing and changing and changing. People will seek after you, after what you are doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, you'll be a well-sought-after person with whatever you know God has told you to do. Do it with all of your heart and do it well. Are you in the church? This is what is killing a lot of people. Yes. Destroying a lot of charismatic believers. They keep praying. Yes, quick fixes. They want God to press a certain button and then everything will change. No, it doesn't. God is not a, is not, is not a betting company. It's more than that. Are you in the church? Yeah. Change levels by working hard. Yeah. Working hard in what God... You see, some people are also working hard and they are working hard in the field that God has not told them to work in. So that one too is also another problem. That's why point number two is there. Yeah. You see? Yes. Hear from God. Let him wait on God. Let him show you what to do. When he shows you what you are supposed to do. Hey! 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 Run, 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 run. With speed. 
Are you in the church? The last one is be thankful. Thanksgiving is a means of changing your levels. Be grateful to God throughout the whole process. Mm? Thanksgiving. If you don't learn to thank God, you are not ready for the next level. The way to thank God, the way to change your level is to be grateful to God for where you are. Thank God for the level he has placed you on, where you are now. You may not like it, but be grateful to God that at least you are not dead. Find a reason to thank God. You are not dead at least. It's not over. At least you are hearing this. At least God is talking to you. Do you see? Be thankful throughout the process. Throughout the process. Throughout the period. This is the will of God concerning your life. Giving of thanks. You see, thanksgiving, eh? you cannot run away from it. An evidence of the fact that I feel the Spirit is thanksgiving. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, 19, and 20. And be not drunk with wine or in his excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Speaking, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Isn't it? Yeah. Then it says, giving thanks always for all things unto God. And the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always. Be thankful. Give thanks always. Give thanks always. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 13. 23, sorry. 23. No, 23 is too much. 18. 18. Go to 18. Yeah. In everything, give what? In everything. In everything. The other one says for all things. This one says in everything. Give thanks for all things. Give thanks in everything. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Count it all joy when you go through diverse tests. Isn't it? Count it all joy. So no matter what's happening, you are full of joy. I'm full of joy. The Bible says rejoice evermore. So all the time you should be rejoicing. Are you in the church? Yes. Show us a verse. That's Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Quickly, please. I'm closing. Our time is up. I will never fail in my life. I will never fail in my life. Yes. I have a way out. Yes. I know, yes. I know what to do. I know what to do. Yeah. Philippians 4 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. 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 And again I say, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice has to do with being thankful. Being grateful. Being thankful. Being thankful. Have you seen it? Be thankful. Tell me about be thankful. Yes, thank God all the time. All the time. All the time. Yes. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. He says, Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Be excited all the time. Even in the midst of the problems. Be excited. Be thankful. Be grateful to God. Are you in the church? Be grateful all the time. All the time. All the time. Romans chapter 14. Verse 17. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink only. It says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Ghost. So if you are, walk, if you are with the Lord, then you must be full of joy. You must be full of thanksgiving. Full of rejoicing. All the time. Father, I'm grateful. Father, I'm thankful. Father, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Then way to change levels is to be thankful. Jesus in John chapter 6 was given bread. Five loaves. And two fishes. What he had was small. It was not enough for everybody. What did he do? The Bible says that he gave thanks. He gave what? He gave thanks. And when he gave thanks, it multiplied. The way to multiply what you have 
and increase your level and change your level into abundance is by being thankful. He gives thanks. And when he gives thanks, there was increase. He says, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them and they shall not be few. So your multiplication, that's in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 19. Jeremiah 30, 19. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm closing. That's why it's like I'm speaking fast. Okay? Jeremiah 39. It says, And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. So God is expecting thanksgiving to come out of you. If you don't give thanks, you will not go anywhere. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make merry. Rejoicing. The voice of them that make merry. Rejoice. Eh? Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Thank God for where you are. Can you imagine? Yes. Thank God in the midst of the problem. Thank God for the one room where you are. Thank God, Father, I'm grateful for this one room that you have given me. Thank you that I'm going to a seven-bedroom house in the name of the Lord Jesus. I can have more people stay around. I'm going to be so rich. I'm going to be blessed. Me. Say, say such thing for yourself. Be grateful. Be thankful. Eh? My brethren, this is James 1, 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Go back to Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 19. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make merry... And I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. The glory of God in your life increases as you are thankful, and as you are full of rejoicing. Hallelujah. To rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. In the midst of all the things, every step, you, you give God thanks. Every step. See God's hand in everything that God, what is happening around you. Look for a reason to thank God. Always look for a reason to thank God. Always look, in the midst of all the problems, look for a reason. Look for a reason. Look for a reason. And thank God. Father, I'm grateful. Yeah, at least I'm not dead. I'm grateful. At least, at least I, I still have some time. Yeah. Yeah. Be thankful. Moses was called at age 80. It was not eight. It was not late for him. It was not late for him at all. At age 80, he was called. And God used him to do what God, what God wanted him to do. Yeah. So don't worry. It may look as though it's too late. I didn't, I didn't know this point earlier. I didn't know this point earlier. Don't worry. Be grateful. Be thankful that God has showed you now. He has showed it to you now. You can make a difference. God can make a difference in your life. So I will not be silent. I will not be quiet. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be thankful. The way for the letter to multiply is by thanking God. The way to, for the letter to multiply is by thanking God. Thank God all the time. The walls of Jericho came down by thanksgiving and praise. The walls of Jericho came down by thanksgiving and praise. Every limitation comes down. Your level changes. Whatever is limiting you leaves and is reduced by virtue of your praise and thanksgiving spirit. Your attitude of praise and thanksgiving. Thank God for what you have shared with you. Thank God for what you have said to you. Malagadabai. Oh, Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Father, we are thankful. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Manadalaba. The great multitude that came against the King Jehoshaphat and Judah were destroyed in the midst of praise and thanksgiving. They praised the beauty of His Holiness. Always find a reason to praise the beauty of His Holiness. Yes. Mananabo. Shegedeba. Ragadaba. Nanamalebea. Thank God, thank God, thank God. All the way, 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 all the way. That little will multiply. The limitation will leave. The walls of limitation will come down. Yes. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. 
Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.